Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Hi, everybody. We are here today with David McRae. David is the Appalachian Regional Commission Assistant Program Manager. Okay, David, that's a mouthful. Appalachian Regional Commission. Is it okay if I just say ARC from now on? ARC works great. Great. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, really happy to be here. Excited uh, to talk about tourism in North Carolina today. Yay. Okay. So you have been in North Carolina. Um, you're a native of which county? I grew up in Harnett County down in Lillington. Harnett County. Excellent. Um, and, and so you are a native of North Carolina. You have worked in um, North Carolina communities in a lot of different capacities. But describe what your job is now um, in, in general and how it relates to rural communities, please. Certainly. Yeah. Been lucky enough to live in North Carolina my entire life. So really, really love the state and have gotten to work and live in a, a lot of different communities. Um, but currently I do work for the North Carolina Department of Commerce under the Rural Economic Development Division. And the Rural Economic Development Division is committed to their mission of engaging, enhancing, and helping to transform rural communities. And we really prioritize activities that help build a solid foundation for economic development and just generally expanding prosperity in rural communities. And, and under, under Team Red, uh, my primary role is with the Appalachian Regional Commission uh, with the North Carolina ARC program. And for those that don't know, the Appalachian Regional Commission is a, a, a unique federal state economic development partnership that serves uh, 13 Appalachian states from northern Mississippi all the way up to southern New York. And in North Carolina, um, that includes the 31 westernmost counties. So, so what we would think of as the mountains and the foothills uh, of North Carolina. And within under ARC, we really focus on programs that support five strategic investment goals to support business development, workforce development, critical infrastructure such as water, sewer, roadways, broadband infrastructure that is necessary to support economic development. But then we also um, work to leverage natural and cultural assets for tourism and then also work on programs that help build community capacity uh, within within our, our local communities across uh, Western North Carolina. 
<clears throat> but then also, and, and perhaps more pertinent to to Uplift's statewide focus, I also am currently serving as the co-lead administering the Creating Outdoor Recreation Economies Strategic Planning Program. And we'll get a little more into that uh, a bit later, but at the end of the day, it's a strategic planning program that's helping communities to leverage their out natural assets and outdoor recreation activities to promote local economic opportunity. And with, with each of these programs and all of the programs under the Rural Economic Development Division, there's obviously just a big focus on rural communities throughout our state. And, and that comes in the form of a variety, a variety of programs, uh, including grant funding, um, leadership and capacity building programs, as well as strategic planning and other forms of technical assistance that just help to help try to position communities to to best um, to best provide economic opportunity, economic vitality, uh, particularly within our, our rural locations. Amazing. Amazing. David, you said a lot. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned Team Red. We've got a lot of acronyms going on here, right? We've got ARC, Appalachian Regional Commission, Red, Rural Economic Development Division, and then CORE. We're going to talk about CORE here in a minute. One, one of the favorite things of my job um, working in tourism in rural areas, or just I'll just say tourism in general, getting to work with communities is it, it touches all of the different things that you do and that commerce does. You mentioned workforce development. Certainly tourism needs a strong workforce. You mentioned infrastructure, just, you know, water, sewer, sidewalks, right? All of the, the hardscaping um, infrastructure to have resilient neighborhoods and have that downtown revitalization. Um, that, that touches on tourism. Uh, you mentioned uh, community development, uh, and, and then and then of course um, leveraging the the natural assets in a way that uh, protects them for generations to come, but also so that the residents and the visitors can enjoy them as well. Like you know that that that's amazing, and you're in this whole other government agency. North Carolina Commerce and and Rural Economic Development Division and and you do that even though tourism is not in your title right but 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 you do all those things that support the tourism industry. Oh uh, yeah, correct. I mean, I always think of economic development in general like a puzzle, yeah. and uh, there's no one size fits all. Each each puzzle is different, but it does take those those different pieces to really build a strong and, and vibrant local economy. Um, and from the perspective of tourism, uh, mm -hmm. at the Appalachian Regional Commission, one of our investment goals is building regional culture and tourism. And so oh, nice. associated with that, there there's certainly workforce development programs that we have been associated with that that help train people in the culinary, uh, the culinary arts. That help train people. Um, that help train people to to be just general frontline workers. That to understand mm -hmm. when someone comes in visiting your local community, don't just say, "Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing here to do." Have have some things to say. Yeah, please visit our store, our restaurant. But also, have you have you looked at the local museum? 
have you there's some there's going to be an awesome local uh, musicians playing in downtown this evening or there's a, a fantastic you know beginning beginner level trail to go see uh, a spectacular waterfall or just mm-hmm. so even those soft skills of of knowing where to point people when they're visiting your your community so that they stay longer they see the more um, authentic version of your community and so there's a lot of different puzzle pieces that go together that fit together to help help build a more vibrant and well-rounded economic um economic position for your town and tourism Mm -hmm. is definitely one of those one of those pieces across the state of north carolina wow yeah that's perfectly said oh my gosh um so so we've established that your work absolutely overlaps in the tourism space and and vice versa what what was and and we've established that that you have you know are have been in North Carolina all your life. So what was an early interaction that you might have had where you realize, oh, okay, the work I'm doing is also considered tourism? Yeah, um, I think one of the one of my favorite examples is the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area. And for people that may not be familiar, the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area is a federally designated um, area within Western North Carolina under the National Park Service, um, one of the few, uh, one of the few designated heritage areas that that exist across the nation, um, and it's intended to to really highlight and um, promote places in our country that are that are, have a unique culture, a unique heritage, unique arts, crafts, music, and, and other cultural um, institutions. And for the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area, they're, they're really intended to steward the living traditions of Western North Carolina and promote the distinct music, crafts, outdoors, foodways, uh, Cherokee culture, and, and, and so many other things that are unique um, to, to Western North Carolina's, uh, rich, rich cultural history. And so part of that is to promote this, this region as uh, a tourist tourism destination. Um, and so they're, th- they, they really want to try to build a rich experience of tourism. They don't just want it to be, uh, stopping along the interstate, um, at San Diego hotel and that being your tourism experience. They, they really seek to to get people connected to local cultural institutions, and one way they have done that is their, uh, for example, is their um, Blue Ridge Craft Trail, and we were lucky enough uh, through Appalachian Regional Commission to partner with the um, the Blue Ridge National Heritage Area on this to really try to promote that experiential travel, to provide something that is a unique and authentic experience, um, wherein the wherein the organization set up trails and, and provided information and locations and itineraries so that you can you can travel throughout the western part of our state and go and see these craft makers, these artisans, these musicians where they practice their craft, where they at their at their stores, at their studios, and and really just kind of um, 
gain a better understanding of both uh, how traditional crafts are made, the people that are making them, as well as uh, more contemporary or, or non-traditional crafts that are that are that are being um, being made in Appalachia. And beyond that, you know, we want to see we want people to be out there. But then it also provides an opportunity for those crafts, crafts makers, those artisans to sell their goods directly to the consumer, directly to the, the visitors and, and thereby kind of bolsters their economic um, economic stability that, so they can continue pursuing pursuing these crafts. So ARC um, was working with the Blue Ridge Heritage Association um, at the at their outset uh yes uh blue ridge national heritage area was was designated in 2003 i believe and um and the appalachian regional commission has been a partner across the years i'm not sure if it was it was right at the beginning but we have we've certainly been a partner throughout the years and and hope to continue to be and and was that one of your early interactions where you realized your work uh, it was you know, contributed to tourism. It was, it really was. And um, so that was one of the, one of the first projects that I remember being just very directly related to tourism when I began this role. Um, and, you know, that being several years ago now, that has also shifted. So the, the craft trail is still active. It's still very vibrant, um, a very vibrant uh tourism asset and tourism trail but when particularly when there was less um less personal one-on-one -on -one interaction throughout uh pan the pandemic blue ridge national area said hey we may need to shift and diversify and so we we've been able to work with them too now they are working on the possibility to do continue the craft trail so people can go out and experience um that firsthand um that firsthand experience with the local artisans, but they also are working on providing an online sales platform. So they, again, can diversify how and where they reach, um, they reach their market, they reach their consumers. So, so it's a, an evolving, um, it's an evolving mm -hmm. relationship and evolving partnership based on what the, what these small business um, owners really need. Awesome. Awesome. And you mentioned trails. Um, and so, you know, there's two types of trails in tourism. There's the um, driving trail, the, 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 um, the links between different sites that visitors can uh, sequentially do. Um, and then there's the physical trails, whether they are hiking trails or biking trails or uh, uh, paddling trails. I think that's a good segue. Uh, to talk a little bit more about CORE and and is it is the acronym creating outdoor recreation economies? Did I get that right? Yep, creating outdoor recreation economies or CORE as uh, we've it's come to be to be known. And so CORE is a is a strategic planning effort that that really wants to focus strategy development on how how a, a community can leverage these outdoor recre recreation assets. And we're focusing on five different, five different areas. Uh, and number one of those is to increase and improve tourism uh, to encourage small business development. Uh, we also wanna enhance quality of life for residents, for the people that live in these communities. Um, they, they should have access and they should be 
um, they should want to enjoy the, the, the activities that are in their backyard. Uh, we also want to help position communities to grow or attract the outdoor um, recreation product manufacturing, which has a, a big presence across our state and a lot of very well-known brands and a lot of other small-scale, uh, very high-quality product makers in the state. And then a big part of that is obviously also planning for the, the actual infrastructure development that it takes to sustain and to encourage outdoor recreation. So these are the, the trail planning and trail development, the, the boating access areas, the, the river access areas, um, so that the places that people need to actually get out there and enjoy, uh, enjoy these natural assets. Um, and again, uh, just like the Rural Economic Development Division in general, our focus for core is primarily rural communities. And, and part of that is because we recognize that rural places are often where the, the, the most spectacular natural assets are, where the best opportunities for outdoor recreation exist. But we don't want this to just be an, a situation where people come visit, enjoy the waterfalls, enjoy the river, um, enjoy the trails, and then go back home. We want the local um, economy to benefit from these visitors. We want small businesses to benefit from the people that are visiting. So we're really, really trying to focus a lot of our um, efforts on, on boosting the, boosting the opportunity for these small businesses. Yeah, and that's one of the things you know. You, as you mentioned, these these communities who ha who are so rich in natural assets, they have so much and and cultural assets too, right? Because the, the that goes hand in hand. The natural the culture evolves around the the environmental resources. They have so much to offer visitors, but in order for it to be an economic development activity, there has to be ways for visitors to leave their money. There have to be places for visitors to leave your money. So so um, that's that's definitely something we key in on when we go into a community. I'm so glad to hear that CORE is uh, working uh, in those regards as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's obviously tons and tons of instances of of where where outdoor recreation is directly leading to business development, to to job creation yeah. across the state. And that's particularly true in many of our core communities. Um, mm. Everything from, I'm thinking about uh, Warren County, North Carolina right now, which is one of our core communities. They have both Gaston Lake and Car Lake. So a, a lot of, uh, of boating type activity. And there, yeah, we've been recently learning there are already just so many businesses that that revolve around that um, boating recreational activity. So everything from water skiing and wakeboarding to fishing to, to just pleasure cruising. I mean, it's a it's already a big um, a big local economic driver in Warren County. But we're also as we're bringing different stakeholders together, having more conversations, um, we're we're seeing opportunities and and uncovering opportunities where there is more opportunity. And that, again, back to our, uh, our earlier conversation, some, some workforce development opportunities. How do people that, that live in Warren County get trained 
better trained for these job opportunities that exist within this uh, within this sector. And um, and then you also have to think about ancillary businesses, uh, the restaurants, the the breweries, the coffee shops. They um, they often receive a big uptick in business, a big influx in business from people that are that are coming to town and and visiting um, and then want to experience the the local shops where else are you working so you mentioned warren county what what are some of the other communities you're working in currently we didn't know when we started this program what type of um, interest that we were going to have in this strategic mm-hmm. planning process but as soon as uh as soon as we we Open started sending out information. We just started getting tons of interest, uh, tons of enthusiasm about this type of work. And so we had 34 communities across the entire state, mountains to the coast and everywhere in between that applied, um, applied to the program. And we determined that it would that it would be best if we accepted everyone that wanted to participate, that we invited them to engage with the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think that 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 level of interest really demonstrates that that people see the value in this type of community economic development and that that people want these type of amenities and these type of activities in in the places where they live, both for for the people that live there and for potential visitors. For sure. And and there's a um, I know there's on, a, on your website, there's a list of the core communities and we'll put that in the show notes for people to look at. Yeah, and we also have a, a really nice looking map that, that shows the, the distribution of, of all the communities across the state. And um, again, I think it just really represents that um, the state of North Carolina has a long tradition of outdoor recreation and all different types of activities. And and I think that's that's only growing stronger, quite frankly. Love a good map. Well, David, how do you see CORE and Uplift partnering um, in the future to support rural tourism? Yeah, um, obviously the the main focus of CORE is outdoor recreation activities. Mm-hmm. But regard when when you think of tourism, we just we know that when people take trips, no matter how near or far away that they're going, they don't want to do just one thing. They want a variety of options. And so, you know, I'm personally, I'm probably not going to drive four hours just to go see a museum, but if I can visit a state park and, and then explore a cool historic downtown and see some music or art, get a good meal, um, then that, that really, that really drives my level of interest of wanting to visit a place. And so I think packaging these assets and attractions together is key to offering that unique destination and, and a place that people want to visit. Um, so I know Uplift is working on the broader aspect of, of how to improve and increase tourism. Um, and so, so we want to, to, number one, be a partner in that. And I know that within the communities where both CORE and Uplift are currently working, there are local leaders and, and work group members that are involved in each program. So hopefully they're able to, to make those connections and see how the different objectives, how the different initiatives can really complement one another to build that, um, to build that destination making within their communities. 
Yeah, because we don't want we don't want you know through uplift and and through core we don't want to ask the same people to come to the same types of meetings over and over again and exhaust the local community and or even frustrate the local community. Um, so so yeah, like you said, there that coordination is happening on the on the on the local level, but then we're having conversations like this and other conversations outside the podcast walls um, where we're. Uh, communicating about what's going on in different um, areas where we're both working, where we overlap. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think there are always lessons that can be learned um, yeah. from each program. I won't, I won't, from a core leadership perspective, I want to learn how we can better improve tourism. And from Uplift, I want, I want, you, your, your team and your communities to, to better incorporate outdoor recreation as a beneficial tourism as, uh, asset. And so continuing to share those best, best practices, continuing to communicate like we are today um, and, and just better collaborate um, is always, always needed. Yeah. And like you said, packaging, that was one of the first things you said, like, you know, pulling the assets together. Um, Uplift is just starting our second year. And since we're going to be about a little over three years long, we'll be able to build upon the great work that CORE has done to, to use those assets identified locally that the, the community wants to share and wants to celebrate uh, with, with outside guests and package those into itineraries, package those into experiences moving forward. Certainly. And I know some of our communities that we will be working with through CORE in the future are currently engaged with Uplift right now. And so we're, yeah. we're definitely uh, try to do the same thing to make it uh, complimentary and, and kind of hit be able to hit the ground running and pick up right where, where you left off. And then also, I mean, furthermore, for people that are hopefully listening that may not be in either CORE or Uplift right now, I mean, there's, again, always lessons to be learned from what other places have done successfully and not duplicate those, but adapt those, adapt those uh, lessons learned to, to fit what, what would be helpful and beneficial in your town and in your uh, community. And, and then there are so many resources and other assistance that is available to to all communities across the state of North Carolina and that's mm -hmm. available locally from the, from the state, from other organizations that there are always opportunities. Um, there are always opportunities for local leaders to, to get together a group of people and kind of chart out, Hey, what would we like to see in our community? And, and then there's luckily a lot of people that are able to help, to help communities kind of um, chart that chart that path and then start making um start making steps towards um, towards community development that you would like to see. Yeah, and that's part of our job, your job and my job and, and, our, and the, our colleagues is to, to um, make those connections um, between the, the agencies and other organizations who are doing that work um, and the communities that uh, could um, benefit from that interaction. You know, you, you, I asked you a question earlier and then I didn't give you a chance to um, respond. I'd asked you what other communities are in uh, the program. And so I'm just going to, and, and I didn't give you a chance to answer. And I'm not going to give you a chance to answer now, but I, um, I, I pulled up the list and um, just, I'm going to just 
shout out a few of them, not all of them, but a few of them that are in um, the uplift communities. Is that cool with you? Certainly. Yeah. So I am seeing Bladen County. Um, I'm not going to get these all right, right? But Bladen County, um, the city of Creedmoor, which is, uh, of course, in Granville County. Um, let's see. Um, the town of Hamilton, which is in Martin County. Um, Montgomery County, the town of Roseboro, which is in Sampson County, the town of Sandyfield, which is in Columbus County. Um, this is a good uh, geography lesson for uh, any, anyone listening. Um, Sharps, Sharpsburg, which is in Edgecombe County. Um, and uh, again, you mentioned Warren County and the town of White Lake, which is in Bladen County. Yeah, and I think I think that number one speaks to the leadership of those of those towns and counties that um, and the people that live there that they are enthusiastic about getting involved and and sitting down together discussing again how do we want to chart the future for the place where we live you know what would we like to see and so I mean the the motivation enthusiasm and and just a personal time commitment that people are making across the state to really sit down and critically look at this has been, has been probably the biggest, um, the biggest joy that I've seen that I've gotten. That was the word I was thinking too. Yeah. Again, really people sitting down and, and committing their time to, um, to look at how they could better their communities. Yeah, I mean that's part of the that's part of the 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 best part of the planning process is getting people to 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 be able to stop and and their busy busy lives and it's difficult but but then come together and talk about how they envision the the future of their community that is joy is absolutely the word I was thinking as well. Was there anything else that we should cover about core or rural tourism or rural communities in North Carolina? Um, yeah, I think one thing that, that I've always heard that makes a lot of sense to me is that a good place to live is always a good place to visit. So within all of these um, initiatives, particularly when they focus on tourism, I also like to, personally, I like to think about how do we also promote quality of life for the people that, that live it within popular tourist areas or areas that want to attract tourism? Um, and then, you know, think, think critically about how do you make sure that the type of activities and programs that you promote are in line with what the residents would like to see. And then also promote places and activities that the residents themselves can enjoy. And then I think you can even look at it kind of uh, to establish situations where, where the, the local people can be tourists within their own communities, where where they have places they want to go out to on a Sunday afternoon and and get out and explore a, lo a local trail or get on the water, but then also come back uh, into town and and stop in and and have have coffee or eat at a restaurant where and they they see other people that are out and about in their town and and really help to create that community um, community culture that community vibrancy. Yeah. And even, even like in their region too. So, you know, you talked about tourists, you talked about uh, locals visiting their own local area, their own local town, but you, you know, even going over to the next County um, that that's, that's a benefit uh, to rural tourism development as well for the local citizen. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, overnight guests often do spend somewhat, uh, 
a little bit more money from a from an economic mm-hmm. development standpoint. But I think having having the diversity of options and the diversity of, of visitors always helps. Um, and so, yeah, travel taking the day trip for to the next town or next county over, and, and just getting out and exploring um, exploring what they have to offer, and you almost always uncover some hidden gem um, or or a place that that you that you really really like and, and didn't know about. So and I think people are really are looking for those type of travel opportunities where it doesn't have to be a big trip uh, where you're taking off work and taking the kids out of school, but That's but right. you still gain a, a really quality and fun experience. That's right. Someone from Edenton can easily travel to Montgomery County and, and visit the URIs um, and stay one night. And we hope they stay longer, but that, but that is an easy get. Um, so we do love the, the domestic, the, the North Carolina tourism, um, North Carolinians visiting North Carolina. Okay. Speaking of that, what is your favorite attraction in the state? You have to name one. Oh, only one. Okay. Yeah, only one. Well, yeah. First of all, I prepared a, a pretty long list. Uh, so maybe <sighs> we can we can write an article and include everything. Worst podcast guest ever. But uh, what? Honestly, that's a, a really difficult question because I love the entire state. I know. And there's so many things to do. I know. All right, Dave McRae, one one attraction. Okay, one Name attraction. It is I think I would go with um, on the the eastern in the eastern part of the state down on the coast or down east as they would call it um, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the best museums that I've ever visited the core sound waterfowl museum and heritage center nice. it's, yeah. it's really really an awesome place um, it's got a super authentic portrayal that showcases the tradition of the core sound communities and kind of uh, really highlights their 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 lifestyles uh, that they've been existing in and 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 living in around that core sound where kind of all aspects of life have have historically traditionally really really thrived off the presence of the sound of the water of the natural resources there and uh, and more than anything the the museum seems to have real ownership from the by the community they told the story they are telling it in their terms why it's a special place to them and why these traditions are important to preserve and to 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 educate people about um it is like it's located on cape lookout national seashore so it's not again it's not just a museum but you can also uh go out on the beach go boating sailing fishing uh so much more and then because it's such a it's such a culture immersed in the in the sea in the waterway um fantastic seafood all up and down the uh, all up and down the coast nearby so so there's a variety of experiences so much to do but but uh, i think the the core sound museum is is one of my favorite places love it love it thank you for that and thank you for joining us today david this has been fantastic um i hope you'll come back uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. David, thank you. It's wonderful working with you. It's always a joy to to see you at meetings. And um, you were so gracious to uh, have me to the ARC meeting um, this past summer, this past spring. 
Um, so I really look forward to continuing uh, Uplift and Core, uh, a Team Red uh, working together. Uh, thank you for being here on Interactions and Attractions. Yeah, thank you for having me. Always, always great to work with you, Carol, and all of our different uh, collaborations between um, between our programs and really look forward to, to working with you moving forward. That's all we have today on Interactions and Attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 04790769 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.